Hey guys and girls, welcome back to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. I'm your host, Roman Segal, and in today's episode, we'll be going inside the outsourcing space with, well, good old me, actually. So no guest today, just a wonderful monologue, of course, um, for you guys to indulge in during the festive season. It has been a very, very busy year, and it goes without saying, I hope you've had a good year. I hope you've had a productive and successful year, and uh, I'll hopefully taking some time off over the holiday season to enjoy with your friends and family. What we thought might be quite interesting is reflecting back on the 50-plus episodes that we've done in 2023, 50-plus. Wow, that has gone very, very quickly. And it really has been a monumental yeah, for Molecule to Market, just to kind of illustrate that we had more listeners and downloads in this year. Uh, in fact, more than twice this year than we did in the previous two years put together. So it shows you how the podcast is continuing to grow and expand globally, in fact. So thank you very much for listening, for rating, for sharing. Uh, We do it for you, uh, no one else. And so we very much appreciate uh, the fact that you guys take the time to download and listen every single week. And if you haven't clicked subscribe on your podcast platform of choice, please do so now so they automatically come to your podcast player every single week. This episode is a bit of a reflection back on the year and what we thought might be quite good for you guys going into the year ahead was kind of collating some of the key themes and trends that we obtained during the year. So we had to analyze all 50 episodes and well done to my team, um, you know, Ross, Susan, Tony and, and everyone else involved in helping me do this as obviously that's a lot of content for us to trawl through and I suppose identify the key topics that came up again and again across the amazing guests that we've had on this year. And we kind of packaged that into 10 trends. Or ten, I say trends, actually, it's more, it's probably more 10 reflections slash trends of 2023. So some of this is probably a rear view mirror, but actually quite a lot of it will impact you and your businesses wherever you are in the kind of uh, drug development supply chain moving ahead into 2024. So the idea behind this is to kind of arm you guys with some knowledge and insight that you can use for whatever commercial work and strategizing and um, I suppose delivery of growing your organization that you're doing in 2024. And in a slight change to how we normally do this, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the first five on the podcast today. So this episode will be dedicated to five of those 10 trends. Now, I know you're thinking, where are the other five trends? You want them too. And we are going to reveal them on the podcast in a few weeks. But if you can't wait a few weeks, we are going to give you, our listener, the opportunity to obtain them a bit quicker. So at the back end of the episode today, I will share details 
of where you can find the remaining five trends. And they will be on the Molecule to Market website. And what I'll do is also do that as a video version as well. So you get to see my lovely face, lucky, lucky you. And, you know, for our kind of listeners who really love the podcast, it will give you an opportunity to access the remaining five trends, five to 10 through the website and have everything you need, hopefully before the new year. But if you don't want to get them through the website, you can just hold fire and they'll come on uh, your on the podcast, normal podcast player in the next few weeks. All right. With that being said, let's get on to the trends. Okay. Let's start with number one. I think every single one of you will know this has been a tough time for the biotech sector. And the biotech slowdown or the capital slowdown has impacted every single one of us in the space. And this has been a theme that has come up again and again uh, throughout the year. We've been fortunate enough to have some fantastic guests from the biotech sponsor space that have been able to give us that perspective this year. And I certainly encourage you to go back and listen to a few of those episodes uh, to get that kind of perspective from CEOs in those space. I suppose if you rewind back to COVID, uh, you know, the biotech space and the broader life science for our space was one of the most investable sectors at the time alongside, say, tech. As the world has opened up in the last 18 months, uh, you know, like, like anything, other sectors have become more attractive again. So, you know, investors want to spread their risk and invest in a variety of sectors, which has no doubt had an impact on, I suppose, the boom that our space has benefited from during COVID. You also then overlay the kind of interest rates piece as well. You know, that on one hand made it less attractive for the investors to invest in biotech because it's riskier and they can get great interest rates elsewhere, but also for biotech companies that have I suppose it's loans or capital that they've taken on, you know that interest interest rates much much like your mortgages um, are damaging because the cost of capital goes up, meaning meaning they have to raise more money or they have to find other ways to conserve cash. And that conservation of capital is is a real big part of this because you know biotechs have had to be really careful about how they manage cash and become tighter and make much tougher decisions about pipelines. And the insight we've got from the podcast kind of suggests that they really have to prioritize on need assets, really spotlight those assets and, and put the emphasis on kind of value inflection and milestones to raise more capital. And what that has meant for many of you on the kind of outsourcing vendor side is there's been a narrowing of pipeline kind of focus especially in the virtual emerging and small biopharma space, which is a place that most of you will play. And so what that means for you is there has not been as many opportunities probably that there has been in previous years. I mean, if you look at public statements by Lonza, Thermo, Wushi earlier this year, they've all uh, pointed to funding constraints as impact for their kind of lower revenues this year. There are green shoots, and I'm going to go on to talk about that. And that's been a theme in the last six months, I would say, where our guests have, have 
I've talked about that, and I will come on to that in a, in a later trend. And I think, broadly speaking, you know, for those of you like myself who've been in this sector for a long time, you know, the funding markets are very up and down, and they are never never linear. Um, and certainly, from the general feedback that I've had from investors, guests on the podcast, events that I've been to, is within the next twelve to twenty four months, we are, we expect to see a bounce back for this funding. So trend number two is, I'm going to call this kind of COVID rebalancing and macro factors. There's no doubt the various conflicts in the world have had an impact on all of your businesses, whether that be inflation, material costs, supply chain issues, and that has hit into anyone moving product across the world. Um, That's been validated by guests on the podcast. It's been validated by many articles and interviews in the trade media as well over the last six months. Now, if that's not hard enough, the industry that we work in is also kind of, I'd say, suffered from a COVID come down. Probably didn't realize it at the time, but during COVID, um, kind of 2020 up to probably 2022, we were all probably benefiting from that increased investment focus, especially for any companies, you know, CROs, contract research companies, clinical organizations, contract manufacturers, testing, anyone involved in helping bring COVID vaccines to market, hugely, hugely benefited from the spike during COVID. And, you know, again, the huge or any publicly listed company that was involved in kind of bringing products to market or indeed the sponsors, you know, have since communicated that their reliance on kind of COVID-19 volumes has you know, gone down naturally because none of us are taking vaccines anymore or very few of us are taking vaccines in the focus of COVID is all but disappeared and so what that meant was a huge spike in uh, i suppose sales in terms of revenue in terms of focus investment on our sector that is now kind of gone so we're seeing a general rebalancing of the space and i think you know for many of you guys that were involved in supporting anything to do with covid you're now really feeling the pain of finding new reasons just finding new use for whether it be resource, capacity, clinical sites, or whatever that you used for that purpose in time, repurposing that is a real, real challenge. And so, you know, I think the sector is really kind of feeling that. And again, that has been uh, emphasized by several guests during the podcast this year. Okay, on to trend number three, which is continued focus on supply chains. Towards the back end of most episodes that you would have heard this year, I ask about future trends. And one of the things that comes up again and again, and it also comes up kind of off almost off camera, so to speak, when I'm having a chat with guests, is just the challenge of supply chains just generally. Um, and again, if we go back to COVID, the supply chains had to adjust and scramble during that time. Um, you know, you've seen huge investments from governments across the world, particularly say in India or Canada, where they've invested massively in in domesticating and increasing their own supply chain and their own operations because they do not want to be 
in that situation where they're relying on a global supply chain. Uh, you know, if this, God forbid, we have to have another pandemic. And then I suppose very closely related to that is a move towards, um, you know, restructuring on supply chains and uh, a certain degree of onshoring, particularly in the US, Canada and Europe. And what that's meant for many of you guys is opportunities from drug development companies and big pharma companies that are looking to maybe reduce reliance on certain parts of Asia and bring some supply chain security back via kind of proximity. Interestingly enough, when I was at CPHI recently, I was on a panel alongside an excellent guest who was the head of supply chain at Roche. And she talked about the focus that they are placing on proximity of supply chain, not only because of the security piece, but also because of the sustainability piece as well. And that's an interesting thing that she said would continue to be a trend moving forward. So it's certainly one to watch this space, but it kind of, again, I suppose reinforces some value in onshoring and bringing supply chains closer to home. When I say Asia, I think what many of us, it's a, it's a very big continent, but I suspect that a lot of it is focused on China and to, to a lesser extent, India. Less so, I would say, Korea, Taiwan, and Japan, and kind of countries like that, which have also seen big booms during the last kind of 18 months. There's a real few powerhouses in uh, other parts of Asia now uh, that are doing fantastic work in the CRO and CDMO space as well. But that focus on supply chains, onshoring, proximity of supply will continue to be a real topic of conversation in the year ahead. And what it probably means for you guys is probably more opportunities, opportunities to become a secondary supplier, opportunities to maybe, um, you know, give clients a bit of a nudge to say, hey, you know, that kind of fear-driven thing that do you really want to be getting that API, that critical raw ingredient from that supplier in that part of the world? Um, and, you know, I suspect that's an interesting kind of conversation point with your customers going forward. So hopefully it will mean, it'll mean more opportunities for many of you that listen to the podcast. All right. Trend number four is, I suppose, a continued explosion in focus on advanced novel modalities. And what I mean by that is, you know, CGT, CAR-T, ADCs, mRNA, et cetera, et cetera. Again, we've had so many guests on this year that have talked about personalized medicines, that have talked about these more novel modalities and new areas of drug development. And, you know, if you look at the pipeline of clinical or the clinical pipelines, you know, oncology continues to kind of uh, dominate. And if you look at the growth of, say, just, you know, selling gene therapy products, they're at you know, 16 to 20% year on year, which is fantastic. However, I think some of those areas have really struggled to get traction in the year that's just gone. And although they're growing and we're seeing a huge focus on this area, there is huge complexities when it comes to the regulatory pathways globally and also the kind of complexity of the peers. We've had several episodes this year where we've talked about the, the cost of some of these products when they get approval. It's great that we're seeing more of these curative indicators or these curative products come to market. But actually getting them approved and on the market in specific territories is really complex because of how expensive 
they are, and although there are no doubt benefits of using curative products that you know do exactly that, they cure and they cost you know a lot in one go versus you know treating a patient over several years and burdening a healthcare system with that. It's also cash flow, right? Not all of these governments have that amount of money on day one. And as such, I think it's been a harder year for companies that are really double down in the kind of selling gene therapy space, both um, you know, on the manufacturing side, on the development side, on the clinical side. It's been a tougher year for a lot of them. But what I would say broadly, and it's a theme that we're seeing throughout the podcast is just an emergence of more diverse opportunities for companies in the contract services space because there are just simply more segments across outsourcing and that's been uh, reinforced by multiple guests that we've had on the podcast as well. There's also this kind of broader area in Ian Sang, one of our guests talked about conserved areas and platform technologies and maybe those are an area where you know companies, particularly in the manufacturing space, should focus on. So Think plasmids, viral vectors, mRNA. So you are doubling down on the technology or the platform as opposed to, um, you know, the specific dose or the specific modality. And so, I think you know that's an interesting area, which is a more costly area, but never, nevertheless, I think that kind of broad technology play that allows you to kind of play in multiple areas is definitely something that we'll see more and more. Uh, we've seen kind of oligonucleotides being mentioned more and more on the podcast and indeed in any trends information you can see about the space. And I love one of our guests just talked about it as a new tool in the healthcare toolbox. But again, it just underlines the explosion of advanced novel new stuff for you guys to get your hands around. And one of the hardest things I think for companies in this space is uh, you know, for you guys to answer is where to place your bets. Where should you go big on? It's really hard unless you are a very well-funded global CDMO or CRO that you can help in multiple clients in multiple areas, from big pharma to small pharma uh, or small biotechs. Um, and that's going to make things more complicated for you guys. And so that's definitely something to focus on. And I think you know, I suppose broader than that is how do we make these novel modalities more efficient and i think that's going to be an area that's going to be a huge focus i expect that to be a big topic in 2024 the i suppose turning on the efficiency of these kind of higher cost therapeutic kind of areas all right and here is trend number five trend number five is quite simply a focus on partnerships with every single guest that i've had on that has either represented the drug sponsor or big pharma side drug developer side or continues to do so so some of the ceo biotech types that i've had on other big farmers you they all talk about a shift towards transactional uh kind of partnerships in the classic cmo relationship in the late 90s early 2000s to a more high-end innovative partnership uh, that we're seeing i think this is especially a case in the CRO in the clinical space. And if you go back to trend number one and kind of dealing with capital constraint biotech companies looking for risk share models, a kind of more flexible partnerships because they're going to have to conserve their cash. They ain't going to have 20 different suppliers because it's going to cost them more money to do that. They're probably going to go big on the relationships and partnerships and get the best out of their partners. And so I think this general trend towards less transactional 
and more towards partnership and even beyond that you know moving towards fifa service could be an interesting area for you guys to explore if you're on the supply side so if you're pricing model for example is all fee for service at the minute which i suspect it is for most of you like it is for any service business is there a way of offering your customers a different model whatever that may be and it was interesting having uh you know kathy fernando from pfizer on the show and she told about the launch of ignite pfizer ignite which is has been designed to do that and access pfizer's greater resources within for biotech companies, which I thought was which is just super super interesting. So, how are you going to evolve away from just fee for service and explore longer term partnerships? Uh, you know, and, and and that's something to maybe consider and think about within your businesses. And you know, partnerships are certainly not just checking the boxes these days, like they might have been uh, for you know years ago. If you listen to one of the most recent episodes uh, that we had on towards the kind of back end. Uh, of the year, uh, my friend, you know, Kevin, who's a CMC consultant, can bit bit off, um, who is the founder and principal at SCX CMC. You know, he talked about the different types of things that um, factors of bias, factors for biotech companies. So again, focus on partnerships and what it means for your company is definitely an area that has been covered drastically <laughs> or dominated many conversations this year and for you to focus on for the year ahead. So there you have the first five trends. I'll quickly summarize that. So number one is that kind of biotech investment slowdown. Number two is COVID rebalancing and broader macro trends. Number three is continued focus on supply chains. Number four is the continued explosion of new advanced novel modalities. And number five is a focus on partnerships. If you'd like to hear the five more trends right now, then please head to the link in the description and uh, you know, that we'll see, and it will be released in the next couple of weeks. So you can download your information there and we will be able to supply you with those additional five trends before it goes out on the podcast lucky lucky you and with that being said i just wanted to take a pause to say thank you it's been a monumental year for me personally obviously we again me and my family <laughs> moved so uh for podcast um followers and people that have been with us for a few years when i first started the podcast i was living in boston with my family we then relocated briefly back to the UK and uh, we have since uh, moved back to North America but this time in Toronto where I've established uh, or helped establish an office with my team there in uh, in Canada to help service the North American market for remarketing thank you to remarketing which continues to be the sponsor of the podcast and uh, we could not do this podcast without the kind of resources of that business and so Thank you as always for for my team for helping out. And it goes without saying, but I wish you all the very best for a healthy, happy, and prosperous 2024. I really appreciate all the feedback you give us. If you can suggest any guests and you know, maybe do me that one last favor before you go, uh, you know, off to your New Year's party is to give us a kind rating or um, you know, just subscribe just so we can share the podcast with more and more people and continue to grow 
are following across the sector. Thank you for listening. Hi again. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. For more shows, have a look on Spotify, Apple or Amazon, wherever you like to listen. And do make sure that you subscribe so the next episode comes direct to your device automatically. And please get in touch via our website, uh, Molecule to Market Pod, or via LinkedIn or Twitter. We love to hear from you. So if you have a guest that you want to suggest or someone in your organization that you think would make a great guest on Molecule to Market, then please let us know. We'll see you very soon. You're listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. The podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile and generate leads in life sciences.